0: Hi, and welcome to RevOps Unboxed, the podcast that dives into the world of revenue operations brought to you by me, Sandy Robinson, in partnership with Revenue Operations Alliance. On this episode of RevOps Unboxed, I speak with Tina Wum, VP of Growth Marketing at NISM. Today, we will discuss the power in aligning marketing and sales on singular objectives to achieve growth. Additionally, she'll provide some insights on her training where she really gets each team member to know the business. Let's get started. Excited to be here. This is an episode of RevOps Unbox. We are live here at the Alliance. A uh, number of conferences going on, so really excited uh, to talk to Tina Wong today, um, head uh, vice president of growth, marketing, and revenue at NISUM. So Tina, welcome. Uh, really Thank appreciate you. taking your time today to talk to me. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your, your role and what you do.
1: Yeah, for sure, thank you so much for having me. My name is Tina Wong, uh, like you said, I lead growth marketing and revenue at Nisum Technologies. We are a technology consulting partner that specializes in custom software development, uh, focusing on digital commerce. So any type of commerce, whether it's an exchange of a product, a purchase, data, information, experiences, um, that's what Nissim focuses on. And so my role I came into um, in kind of a unique way. Uh, I am a classic brand marketer. Uh, I grew up in the consumer packaged goods world. And so um, really my focus was on brand management and brand marketing. And um, being in Silicon Valley in the (laughs) Bay Area, I mean, you just can't escape technology and innovation. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, with that, I came into Silicon Valley at a really, really exciting time where a lot of the corporations were really doubling down on focusing on emerging technology and figuring out how to use that uh, emerging technology for digital innovation. And so um, what that meant for me as a marketer is that a lot of the engineering-led and product-led teams were really, really excited about bringing marketing as the strategic pillar for Hmm. their leadership. And so that's how I got into um, technology marketing, technology consulting, and then more recently, um, I have assumed the role of a revenue leader.
0: Wow! Wow, that's uh, quite a journey. So, when you, uh, you know, were starting out in your career, did you think this is where you would be? Like, what what uh, kind of path led you there? Yeah. So
1: it was really interesting because early on in my career, I was all about. Um, the blue chip uh, CPG companies. So, you know, the crafts of the world, the um, anheuser Bushes of the world, Unilever's P&G's. And, you know, growing up as a marketer, that's kind of the gold standard of the industry that you wanna, you know, get trained in. And um, I took this really, really exciting role at Anheuser-Busch InBev, mm. um, the largest beer manufacturer in the world, out here in Palo Alto, California, okay. which is you know the heartbeat of Silicon Valley. And that role was so fascinating because it brought marketing, it was an intersection of marketing, Um, digital and emerging technology. Hmm. And so it was all about how to use emerging technology to extend your um, marketing reach to influence your customers.
0: Wow, wow, so that that gives you a really, I mean, a really strong marketing background, a really strong tech background. Exactly. And then now, um, jumping into running a revenue org, right, in sales, and how's that transition been? It sounds like, you know, we, now you have a whole uh, sales team, customer success, and everything like that. I mean, um, kind of jumping in there with that background, how's um, how's that been yeah. going?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely um, a new world for me. Um, and and my my role is really focused on obviously the marketing side, um, and then as well as new business development. So mm-hmm. the account growth side is um, under somebody else. And I would say that you know it is probably the new wave of where marketing sits within mm-hmm. um, within tech, you yeah. know, if you will. Um, and what I really mean by that is that. For so long, a lot of these technology companies have been very much product-led, and engineering-led, and development-led. And for a long time, that really worked. And now, the market is so saturated that they're really realizing that they have to build brand equity, and brand awareness, and they have to stand for Um, values that Mm -hmm. um, resonate with their customer and also it's a different beast um, when you compare it to CPG marketing because um, a lot of your constituents are engineers they're software developers you know they're from onshore near shore offshore and so it's it's a different mindset to really get them to rally around um, marketing and revenue generating um, pathways and visions
0: right I mean at at the end of the day it's not not just about checking boxes, right? It's really about generating revenue. And so I like what you said about tying that together with business development. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings me into our, our main topic because I think mm-hmm. every company struggles with tying together the sales engine, the marketing engine, the revenue engine, and having everything be kind of seamless like in my utopia it all works perfectly Mm -hmm. but the reality is there's you know this person is kind of tossing it over here and well I have my MQLs and yes. then you get to figure yes. out your SQOs. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Um, so I think this is a common problem and particularly Definitely. you know from a RevOps perspective mm-hmm. having that strategic um, leadership in in that you're you're kind of driving there. Mm-hmm. I'd just be interested to just get your perspective on how you approach that in aligning sales marketing.
1: Yeah totally. So um one of the things that I observed in my uh, roles, um, when I came here to Silicon Valley and when I started to look at the tech companies' infrastructures and how they were set up, is that marketing and sales um, were oftentimes uh, segregated business units that unfortunately you know worked at a, at odds with each other, right <laughs> right like, you know, if 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 there's a problem with generating revenue or hitting your quotas or um, bringing in new clients, oftentimes sales looks at marketing and is like, "Well, you're not building enough right. pipeline," and then marketing is looking at sales and saying, "Well, you're not doing anything with the pipeline that I'm giving you, right?" <laughs> right. And then and then also your KPIs are different, so that's screwed up. And so it's oftentimes like very much walled gardens between the different organizations or the different BU's within the organizations. And so um, thankfully uh, my leadership, um, you know, they were really smart because we had a sales leadership vacuum at our company and they said, Tina, you know, why don't you take over revenue, nice. <laughs> right? And I actually think that is probably the one of the most genius things that leaders can do because then you don't have two different BUs, you know, kind mm-hmm. of pointing fingers at each other. What you do is you have a single BU and the only metric is generating revenue, right, right? is bringing in new business, it's hitting your quotas. And so I don't know if we're gonna get into this a little bit, but then I can talk a little bit more about like how, you know, operationally, um, I brought those units together to be able to operate as one.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, we'd love to know because I think uh, you know understanding how. I mean, where's the magic? Because mm-hmm. it's it's something that I think we all strive to do. Whether it's you know connecting a lead process in Salesforce to an opportunity mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, going. I mean, trade shows is classic, right? So yeah. marketing you know puts out trade shows mm-hmm. and lead lists and all these things, and then you know sales needs to follow up with right, it. But right. I mean, even when the organizations are under one umbrella Mm -hmm. Uh, i've personally seen it and i usually get in the thick of it because I'm in RevOps, right? So I'm dealing with all the systems and everybody you connecting. Got everybody pointing at you. Everybody <laughs> process. So I'll sometimes, you know, get in the middle and say, "Okay, guys, we need to we need to align, and yeah. here's who's doing what." Right. But I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. So what? I mean, how are you approaching this? Uh, you know, obviously it helps that you come from a marketing background, and all of this is under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. But even having that, like. How are you dealing with this? How is this, like, kind of kumbaya session (laughs) happening um, at your company?
1: Well, there's a couple things. Um, The first one is I, myself, and also um, some of my more senior team members, um, we have backgrounds in both marketing and sales. And so I think that is really helpful because we can see the challenges that both sides of the, um, you know, or or both BU's sort of face. And so we're able to bridge that gap in recognizing those challenges and the, and, figuring out a process in which we can, you know, close those gaps and overcome those challenges. Um, Another thing that was really good is that it was sort of a blessing in disguise in that we have a really lean team Mm -hmm. and um, the marketing team is a little bit more developed than the sales team, which was actually great because what it forced me to do was to um, assign more what would traditionally be pre-sales or Mm -hmm. BDR, SDR type of responsibilities to my marketing team okay so what I mean by that is you know obviously marketing um, a lot of their um, responsibilities is to generate content, right, Mm -hmm. push out PR, manage your social channels, website, throw events, et cetera, et cetera, and to your point, generate lead lists, right? Right. And in many organizations, it just stops there. Right. Right. And that's where you get the throwing things over the wall, right? Right. And so what I did was I um, challenged my marketing team to go further down the funnel and say, hey, you know, after you put on this event or after... um, You know, we we put out this piece of content. Let's look to see who's engaged Mm -hmm. and let's give them a call. You know, like let's kind of act as that customer service um, touch point, and then see if we can do more of the nurturing Mm -hmm. um, upstream with the people who are most close to the content that we're putting out um, and then do a little bit of that pre-sales activity to take the burden off of our, you know, direct sales team Okay, who oftentimes are often... You know, very overburdened right. with the amount of follow-up and the nurturing, and then they also have to close the deals, right? Right. right. And so, um, nurturing that top or middle of the funnel is probably hmm. a little bit lower priority for them.
0: So, but how yeah. did they feel about that? Like, did this create any? You know, I mean, I know salespeople they don't they don't always want to do it, but then when you start kind of encroaching on their turf, like, how did that all mm-hmm. kind of go? Yeah. Come into well. Play?
1: You know, like I said, I think that um, it's a bit of a blessing that um, my sales organization is um, a little bit more on the leaner side. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think that they um, like the fact, you know, that they were getting a little bit more of the top of the funnel, middle of the funnel help and the pre-sales help in terms of just qualifying, making sure that we were only pushing the more higher priority Mm -hmm. um, leads or higher engaged leads over to them. Um, And I even challenged my marketing team to schedule the meetings
0: for our sales team. Yeah, because
1: then it takes administrative workload off of um, the sales team. And so then that opens up their bandwidth Mm -hmm. to be able to focus on actually nurturing the deal.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. So are you... Using process in system is it all connected? So yeah, uh, definitely. Assume you're using some sort of CRM. Yeah,
1: getting the tech stack up and running and operationalized, and also knowing exactly what tools to use to Mm -hmm. complement each other, um, was you know one of my first priorities. Mm -hmm. And so we have a really nice system going. We use HubSpot and Salesforce as our primary tools, and they they talk to each other. Um, and then we have uh, some other databases and tools that augment uh, okay. that as
0: well. So are you using HubSpot for the marketing and then sales, uh, Salesforce for yeah. the sales, yeah, and then kind of plugging less. into yeah. that? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. I've mm-hmm. seen companies do that. Yeah. So yes. it's um, sometimes challenging. So how does that? It, it's all. It works well. You've got it all pretty dialed in.
1: <clears throat> well, um, one of those is a monster. <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go there. I won't, we don't have to go there.
0: The one monster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you, yeah. Um,
1: but no, I mean, I definitely think that there's, <laughs> the tools have come a long way yeah. in terms of like syncing with each other mm-hmm. and doing automation. Yeah. So it's, it's working pretty well. That's
0: great, that's yeah. great. And it's great that you, you've you created that singular journey, right? Because at the end of the day, it's about the customer. So a lot of times we forget that in these roles and they get, everybody's worried about, well, I have to hit my numbers and I like what you said about kind of centralizing. We just have this revenue number. Like yeah. that's our number. That's right yeah. we're not worried about how many boxes we're checking yeah. we're worried about the results right. and so it's a team effort on the results so i think that's that's, that's what huge I'm drilled
1: into um, not only the marketing team but if you think of any company that has support functions mm-hmm. and it could be marketing it could be you know people in culture it could be um, finance it mm-hmm. could be you know any number of those more non-delivery functions is i challenge them i say you have to know what our company does. You have to know what our company sells. You have to get in and deep into that knowledge because if you don't, then how could you do your job, you know, as well as you could be, right? Right. Um, So that is definitely one thing that I have drilled over and over and over into my team's heads. And I've, you know, challenged them with like learning assignments, Mm -hmm. just, you know, talking about um, the various solutions and services that our company provides and, you know, having them almost like act as salespeople to present internally so that they, um, you know, they really know our buyer. They know the problems that um, they have. They mm-hmm. know how we're solving them. Wow. And it's it's totally changed the game.
0: That's great. I mean, that's that's awesome. So you ha- do you those folks are they also doing the administration in the process, or do you have like a like a marketing ops and a sales op? Like, do you have those team members, or is everybody kind of jumping in and doing has their little? Their yeah, piece of yeah, it.
1: yeah. So, I would say that um, I've aligned them to certain parts of the funnel. Okay. I think is the best way to That's awesome. to talk about it. Yeah, because you have some people who they mainly affect the top of the funnel, mm-hmm. you have some people who mainly affect the middle. Yep. And so their KPIs are generally like, "Hey, did you convert?" Right. you know, down the funnel. Because right. if everybody is focused on converting down the funnel, then ultimately, you're hopefully going to get some deals (laughs) through the door.
0: Yeah, um, for sure. So do you have uh, maybe a story that you can share that is kind of related to this marketing and sales handoff or or something interesting you think the listeners would enjoy? Hmm. Could be a challenge, could be something fun, a success.
1: Yeah, you know, um, going back to what I talked about challenging all of my team members to get to know much more intimately about um, our company's services and products, um, I challenge all of them with um, different assignments, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that um, on my teams, you know, there's people with differing technical skill sets, meaning like there are people who specialize in software development or design or... PR, you Mm -hmm. know, and and social media, things like that. And so um, I assigned them uh, challenges where they had to interview a number of our delivery folks Hmm. on specific client work that we have done. And I had them write a presentation as though they were presenting to a new prospect.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And obviously, you know, they presented it internally. Um, And you can understand how that might be a huge skills gap for somebody Mm -hmm. who, you know, is like a junior software developer, right? (laughs) Right. And they have to, like, put together this, you know, entire presentation and present as though he or she is selling NISM. And so um, that, I've done a number of those um, team challenges, and each time you can see that the team members, the light bulb just goes on oh, big, yeah. you know, in their heads. And then when one light bulb goes on, another one goes on, and then you have your team members starting to connect the dots and see the b- bigger picture, mm-hmm. and that is just so rewarding.
0: Oh, that's, th- I mean, that's yeah. such a great idea, too, yeah. because people really learn by doing and, yes. and getting their hands in and then teaching yeah, everybody, exactly. and mm-hmm. that's 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 pretty yeah. awesome. And I you love think it.
1: about all the other skill sets they learn, right? Yeah. They think they learn... Um, you know, pre- great presentation, mm-hmm. communication skills. They learn how to sell our value yeah. proposition. They learn how to, you know, describe our our company better yep. and our solutions. And so, win win all around.
0: That I mean, that's that's I've given me some great ideas because I think you know, from a revenue operations perspective, uh, you know, just talking about this with somebody else, just you, you can jump into Gong or Course and listen to calls all day long. But until you really get your hands in it yeah. or participate in mm-hmm. an event. But I love this idea of like creating your own presentation and doing your research and mm-hmm. having to present it. So yeah. um, what, yeah, a, what a great space idea. Space yeah, to, it's a safe you know, space. And yeah. For fun, you know, a challenge, right? They're not being. They um, might not think you know. it's so
1: much for fun. <laughs> well, not,
0: not at first. It's like when you have to take public speaking in college for yeah, the first yeah, time, yeah, exactly. right? You like, you're mortified mm-hmm. until you actually get out there and do it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, great. This has been uh, an awesome conversation. I'm glad you were able to stop by. If you have maybe some uh, a tip or a you know some some words to live by or, or something, um, some key points you want to leave with the audience um, to share. The way you operate would be great.
1: Um, well, I know that this is a tough environment yeah. for a lot of us, right? You know, we're in the recession, we or are, are going into a recession. A lot of our clients or prospects are pulling back, you know, cutting their budgets, and it can be disheartening, right? It can mm-hmm. be disheartening from a revenue, um, revenue ops, BU standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. And so I would just say, and this is how I've lived my life personally is you know attitude is everything mm-hmm. is you know we can't get beaten down we have to keep on trying new things we have to um, build up our own skill sets we need to learn more about our prospects and their problems and how we can how we can solve them we need to test out different messaging um, different uh, communication channels different incentives mm-hmm. so I would say attitude is
0: everything. I love it. Attitude is everything. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, this has been another episode of RevOps Unboxed. Um, we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you so okay. much. Thanks for tuning in to RevOps Unboxed. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.